It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What a cool love. Water cooler. Water cooler. Hello. Welcome to Water Cooler. Ah, it's been a while since we've done that. I don't like it very much. I am Gary Smith, and with me today are some of my friends, formerly Corolla Digital Buds, and Matt, and I don't know how it works. Chris is more used to doing this. But uh, joining me today, all the way, in Boston, Massachusetts, Matt Fondelier. Hey, brother. What's Still in Austin, Texas. You oh, son of Austin. a bitch. I always make that mistake. It's that road trip movie screwed me up. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and in North Hollywood, California, we have the one and only Mike Dawson. I'm here in North Hollywood. It's not very close to Boston, Texas. You've got a groovy little light over your shoulder we're going to have to get into a little later. But first, in front of the Golden Tee. In Toluca Lake, California, Kalen Bean. What's up, Kalen? What's going on, guys? What's up? How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, man. It's been really hot. How's it been cleaning those ponds lately? Um, It's been a lot better this past week than it was like, I mean, we had a crazy heat wave like two, three weeks ago, so it's it's been cooling down a little bit, so it's it's better. I don't want to hear this. We are experiencing the longest wave of over 100 degree temperatures in Texas history. Yeah, but that's Matt, you haven't you, been there for Texas history. From the entire so history that I have been in Texas, yeah. we've yeah, never no. experienced anything doesn't, like this hey, for Matt, the entirety of my history in Texas. You understand? Hey, Matt, that's history. History. Bill, you've worked for two weeks at an outdoor event in Orlando in August. You don't know what hot is. Also, really. Matt, you abandoned Orlando your friends. Is not so in that's Texas. what you get. That's a terrible argument. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Gary? You abandon your friends. That's what you get. I, I just, you I know, know, that's just the that's way it goes. Life. So you don't get yeah, to complain about it. Kaylin, did and you? You, uh, you work outside too, right, Matt? Yeah, Matt. Go again. Outside <laughs> with his, right? his new computer <laughs> oh, that yeah, I just dude. helped him buy. Uh, Kaylin, <laughs> did you get to that uh, that fifteen thousand gallon mamma jamma yet? I did, yeah. It wasn't quite as intimidating as I as I made it out to uh, to sound. It was a lot more manageable than I thought it would be. So, so smaller than the lower tank. deep end. <laughs> no, it's just like fifteen thousand gallons spread out. I mean, there's like four separate ponds or four different pools or whatever, all within you know the one larger pond area. So it's it's kind of spread out between a couple different zones. So it wasn't just one giant fucking pond like i thought it was going to be all right well dawson has something he wants to get into uh we have claw mats. we have 
presumably Seggies, although I didn't ask anyone about that, but I assume somebody somebody came with some stuff. But uh, one thing I want to get into first, I want your guys' ruling on this. You know, Chris this morning sent us an email and he said, guys, I'm out for Tuesday. Can't do it. And we said, okay, no problem. And then there was a little back and forth trying to figure out what made the most sense. Should we wait and try to coordinate with Chris's schedule? And we sort of settled on this being, you know, the most likely thing to work for the most of us. And then... About five minutes ago, I clicked on our Fearless Leader's Instagram story, and Uh-oh. he had revealed in the email chains that he had been called to a gig tonight. He had a music gig, and that's fine. You know, he's trying to get his music thing, you know, keep it going and, and make some money and have some fun, and I do not besmirch him that one iota. I'm glad that he is doing that. However... Uh-huh. I feel like there's some besperchment that's about to happen. No, I, I'm, I'm just looking for a ruling from the audience. I want, I want the three of you guys to weigh in on this. I click on said Instagram story, and he is re-Instagramming somebody else's story who is promoting that he will be performing tonight. 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Sir, where, where are you? What, what is going on right now? What are you be, being a parent? Like, what, <laughs> to be clear, we're, we're recording this at... at almost basically 5 p.m pacific time right? right right how far away is the venue do we know uh it's not in san diego so <laughs> well even if it's close to his house you got to load in you got to do sound check he would not be able to stay for an hour and do this if we maybe got started an hour ago maybe but with traffic time just starting to hit wherever we are even if it's close to his house Dawson, take your rationality and shove it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking to besmirch the man. Help me. He he regrammed. Is that what we're calling it? Is that what he did? uh, When well, that's what I. That's how I think of it. But basically, he put someone else's story on his story. Right. So presumably, he does have access to a, a piece of technology that could record him. Do we think he's doing this while he's driving? Is he already at the venue? Uh, no, I think he's probably, I, you know, I, all, all joking aside, I think he's probably trying to get some dinner in with his wife and his son and, and be a father. And, you know, that's a difficult, that's a difficult balance. Lame. You, I know. When you work, uh, you got to work a full-time job and then you also are trying to do the, the music thing, eight to 11, you got to use those hours in between to spend time with your family. And I get that. And I hope that he is well, and we look forward to having him back. I believe on the next episode, I believe is the plan. But um, before we get into our seggies, uh, Dawson, you said right before the mics heated up that you had something you wanted to bring to the group. So take it away, sir. I have an update to a months-long saga that was a long-standing mystery uh, on this podcast. The um, eggshells in your bed. It's not the eggshells. The mushroom, mushroom candy bar. bar. Thank you. It's not the mu- we, we resolved the mushroom candy bar. It had fallen out of the freezer into the fridge under other stuff. There's one more big mystery, though. That lady um, who hit your car, did you finally get the video footage? No, I wish. Well, now the it's fire. How'd the fire? Your, kit, your, but kitchen, your kitchen got started, lit on fire. Oh, I yeah, when you burned down, your, I mean, your dog burned down your kitchen. Yeah, the dog, the free model. <laughs> I got an email today from Cameo. Oh, <laughs> like out of out of fucking nowhere. Now let's says, let's remind hey, listeners. Hey, Mike Dawson, you're approved as talent on Cameo. 
here's what you got to do next. And I'm All right. This was like a year ago. You were so certain that you were being shadow banned. I hey now now it's either a shadow ban or a work shortage, and a big major backlog that takes them a year to get in touch with somebody. This you know the SAG are they still on strike? Because maybe you know it counts as performing. Maybe cameos like we can't get any of our A list actors or B list actors. Or C-list actors. <laughs> that is incredible. We just can't get normal people. of you, and I applaud. <laughs> I applaud the 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 uh, idea. I really do. It's like it's let's awesome. let's scrape the bottom of the barrel and let the rest right, of these let, people let, let, let the rest of the freaks F-lister. onto our site. Exactly. <laughs> That's interesting. I wonder if I wonder if you're right there, Matt. I wonder if the uh, you I know wonder I'm if teasing, th- buddy. I wonder if things like cameo are covered by the strike. Though. There's a point to that, though. Could be. But I don't know. Um, You know, I mean, since major actors are heavily construed by their union because their union does stuff for them. I'm in the union. Doesn't do shit for me. I give them money. I don't get fucking shit. Um, But uh, maybe in solidarity or through penalty... They are not allowed to do even cameos because that's should, technically working. We should look this up. Somebody go that's on a cameo. really good point, dude. Well, I was supposed to Jennifer go for Lawrence on fucking was, cameo right now. What's I was supposed on? to go see Snoop Dogg at the Hollywood Bowl and he hit out. Yeah. And he rescheduled and then canceled because of the strike. He canceled just that one show, though, which sucks for Kalen because he's still right. he's oh. still doing his tour. He was like, <laughs> He's like in solidarity with all the striking workers. I'm canceling one show out of the tour. The one that's in Long Beach, his hometown. No, it's at the Hollywood no, Bowl. The, the oh, Hollywood Bowl. Okay, so in Hollywood, in the center of Hollywood. So it's symbolic. Yeah, essentially, his home show, where there are concert workers who need desperately that money. need this money, but well, they're not. They're not fortunate enough to be a part of a union. There's no United Concession Workers of 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 America. Well, I well, think I think it's also exacerbated. Workers striking at one point. Well, so they're, they're there's a bunch of there's a bunch right? of things going on right now that aren't hotel getting the workers, kind of national coverage. Like there's a bunch of hotel workers in LA that are striking as well. So there's there's a lot going on in LA. So I sort of I sort of understand, you know, going for the solidarity there, but uh it sure sucks for Kalen. Yeah. So Dawson, have you signed up? Will you sign up? What will your price point be? What uh what are we what are we willing to do uh, here? I did sign up and I would like your what do you, what do you guys think the price should be? Cuz Well, I think how do you put a price on that. How do you put a price on Dawson? Priceless. Yeah, it's you priceless. Don't. You don't. I don't know. Are we for free? What's what is the sort of uh, average? I don't even like understand what the general range is. I feel like I, I, I spent like, like fifty bucks to have a baseball player. Yeah. 50 yeah, I mean bucks. I, I who think would that's pay what I fifty dollars. No, I don't think so. I think that's way too that's high. Too much? No, I think I think it's way too high. No, I think well, you're you're selling yourself short there, Dawson. I think that because they're you. you you know, it's also got to be what's it going to be for? Like, what level of custom customization are you going to be willing to do? Because if someone's, if you're going to be doing, for instance, as I know you've done before, outgoing messages, you know, that's worth fifty bucks because you're going to use that for a year. You know, even longer maybe. Well, I didn't. I yeah. A lot of people give stuff like that for phone systems and stuff. Yeah, I charge. 
I charge more than that. Um, a lot of people give cameos as gifts too. So I feel like fifty bucks, forty or fifty bucks for a gift for someone. That's so yeah, weird. it's got to hurt a little bit, right? People got to know, hey man, I spent forty or fifty bucks on this. People are like, oh, that's a nice present. Or but you can also offer. You could do an additional incentive, like for example, I remember for my dad for Christmas one year, we did a cameo from I think it was Steve Garvey or some famous Dodger, and it also yeah. came with an autographed baseball. Yeah, so you could send him saying, a roach. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like smoke yeah, a joint fine. during the cameo and then say, this is going in the mail to you right <laughs> now, brother. <laughs> right. Um, but, so, I, until I, um, <laughs> I go to jail for trafficking drugs across straight state lines sure. through the U.S. Postal Service. Gary Ghost said it was fine. I just, you know, that's all, only for California residents. Um, but, even cigarette butts, dude. Same thing. It'll but I will say, Dawson, you know, I don't envelope smell. I mean, yeah. Is it legal? Even though weed is legal, is it legal to to mail weed? Because it's the federal government. Yeah, it's it depends where too, right? It depends even where too. I don't know. I still think it's illegal to you put weed in the mail in the state of California, even if it's going to California. Well, I don't. I think you'd probably want to avoid using the, the United States Postal Service because it's a federally regulated, you know, thing. But if you were to use a third party yeah. courier service or something, you UPS, might be. UPS, yeah, UPS has been a, a drug well, courier. but you want to be, but you want to be careful with UPS because with UPS and FedEx, a lot of times it goes out of state, even if it's going across the street, because that's the way their routing systems work. You go to one of the mm. central hubs, like for FedEx, I know Memphis, Tennessee. Like every FedEx thing you send, even if you're sending it North Hollywood to Glendale. Is going to stop in Tennessee, so you try you know, to be. You also want to be careful with UPS because when stuff goes to their uh, sorting office in Vernon, California, sometimes it gets ransacked, and um, and and friends' weed has been taken in Vernon, California. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's not something I would advise from a legal standpoint. Do not mail yeah. drugs in any in any way, shape, or form. Just not a good idea. Um, the life hack for everybody, all our listeners mm-hmm. out there. But You're Dawson, welcome. I will say, I think I think forty or fifty bucks is a reasonable place to start. I've spent over a hundred on a cameo before, and and walked away feeling very satisfied, and like I got my money's worth. So I think that that's that's kind of a because you know you price it too low, and you got people coming to the site going, well, that's this guy's this guy's trash. I mean, I want to go with somebody, Thanks, you know. So I think I think I you know, what is the cheapest cameo, like. Like, what's the lowest amount that anyone is charging on Cameo? You do have to be a celebrity to be on there, right? Yeah. So, I mean, who's who's giving out Cameo? But celebrity in oh. huge air quotes. Right. Well, I'll say I mean, here, I just... I hear a lot of, like, shows and people talk about, like, oh, this celebrity's charging this much, and, like, this is a thousand bucks, and this is so much. I'm wondering who is charging the cheapest. I got, a guy, the- I got a guy on here that starts at a dollar. <laughs> a, a quote what's he do? Uh, he came up under actors. His name is Lucas O'Neill, and he bills himself as a musical artist, an actor, and a digital creator. And uh, by the way, you do not need to be a celebrity to be on here because I'm pretty sure they have like impersonators and you know a magician, you know something like that are on that site for sure. Yeah, and digital like content creators, like people who have you know popular. YouTube channels and stuff like that. So celebrity is just, you know, I think you have to be notable. I think you have to be able to point to, to, you know, some sort of an audience and say that these people would be interested in purchasing from me. And then 
a year goes by and then they let Dawson in. <laughs> I wouldn't go. That was very satisfying. Was that Caleb? I wouldn't go lower than 40. Yeah, it uh, it does see uh, aside from the dollar, Caitlin, that I was just going for for the funny. I did not see many that were under like thirty five dollars. Like it seems, it seems that the sort of thirty to fifty dollars is sort of your low end sweet spot, and then there are obviously more notable people. You know, it can get up to several hundred or a thousand dollars depending on on what it is. But you know, if um, the time I used it, I I uh, I kind of told the guy what I wanted him to say, and he very graciously gave me. You know, a much longer message than he needed to because you. Who's when the you, guy? Uh, uh, no, it's a former quarterback named uh, Matt Leinart who played at USC and then played a little bit in the NFL for a few years. And um, it was for my dad's uh, my dad's seventieth birthday, I believe. Uh, we put together this whole video of like a bunch of people from his business dealings over the years and friends and coworkers, and then that was my kind of idea for the end of it was to get this this quarterback that he was very fond of and, you know, that played for his school and was of note, you know, maybe not the most relevant guy at the moment. He certainly wasn't playing anymore. He's more of an analyst these days, but he gave like a very nice, you know, that you tell him what you want him to say. And I kind of explained, you know, we have these videos from other people for his birthday and you're going to kind of be the cherry on top at the end. And, you know, I told him that he went to USC and that we had gone to a bunch of games that he had played in. And he gave a very nice, long, you know, two and a half, three minute message where he could have easily phoned in and gotten away with 30 or 40 seconds. And I would have been perfectly happy with that. But, uh, you know, I think that a lot of times, especially when people, you know, know that they have a relationship with their audience, they're not phoning it in so much. They try to give it a little bit more. And I think that leads to you know, positive reviews like this and people talking about it. And hopefully that leads to more business. So Dawson, keep us posted. I assume you won't have the link for the plugs at the end of this show, but maybe by next week's show, you'll be able to, uh, to give that a plug and, and get, get another new little revenue stream coming. And, you know, we, uh, we all know someone who always said that it's about a, a million small trickles into the big pool of money. And, uh, this could be a new one for you. So I'm excited. That's uh, great. Yeah, and on that note, you know, for advising the cost of how much you should charge, you know, feel free to funnel some of that over to us. Yeah, I mean, Matt, I think what yeah. you're trying to say is like maybe is like fifty right percent of it, and then we'll or forty percent of it, and we'll split it four ways. Yeah, just just 60, do the 40. just do the right thing. That's, right that's thing. all. We're, that's all we're saying here. Um, all right, you guys want to get into some uh, some comments, or what do you think here? Hell yeah, yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now it's time for listening. And these are all comments that come from our Facebook page. If you are not a member, I encourage you, nay, demand, you go over and check it out. It is one of the most fun places on the internet and the only part of Facebook that I use anymore. you just uh, signing up is easy. You go to facebook.com slash groups slash Bobo Boy Army Worldwide LLC. Answer the two or three questions that we have there. Just a way to, uh, to keep the bots out and to keep it all with real people. And it is the most fun place on the internet. I highly recommend it. We'll start with uh, Ryan Script here, who's labeled as a top contributor. 
says, just watch Rocky 2. I am not a boxing aficionado, but I appreciate the sport in general. Clubber Lang and Rocky beat the ever-living shit out of each other in that final fight. That's just good cinema, and it's in my living room. And now Hoosiers is coming on. I am not afraid of a good sports cry, even when Hollywood. I missed Hoosiers. I missed never- that part of the comment. No, I've seen Hoosiers oh. 8 million times, dude. For Halloween one year, when we were kids is we all went as Jimmy Chitwood. <laughs> Deep pull. Fucking, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, what do you think about Hoosiers? You're not a sports guy, but you are a movie guy. I am a movie guy, and uh, I know it is beloved by many, but uh, I'll, I'll be honest, I've never seen it. Wow. I was going to ask you, since you're so not a sports guy, I'm yeah. wondering what your favorite sports movie is. D2, The Mighty Ducks. That's that's a good answer. I could have seen you saying, I could have seen you saying any given Sunday as well. Um, I have to actually look through my collection and see if I own any sports movies that might qualify. Because if I own it, that would imply that I love it. But no, any given Sunday. Eh, I love any football. Given Sundays. It, right, yeah, it's, it's it's good. I like it. It's not a, it's not a sports it's movie. So it's so Oliver Stone stylized, and it always throws me off. When the team is the fucking sharks, yeah, yeah, that definitely right. makes it harder. And the Crusaders, right? They're, oh, what about uh, Liar Liar? That great sports movie. Yeah. You guys, remember my for anyone uh, who actually, I got my discussion I got about I'll that. I give you two good sports movies. Uh, one is Draft Day. That's a fantastic yeah. movie that my wife <laughs> absolutely okay. absolutely hates because anytime Why? it comes on, I put it on and You're, I've watched yeah, it yeah. probably four thousand times to the yeah. point that now it she just like scoffs and leaves the room if she comes in. I, I can see that. Yeah, that's the only reason to hate it because it's a fantastic fucking movie. It's a great movie and um, it's just so in, it's so satisfying. Even if you know where it's going, it's just like it's it's comfort food. That's reason the, to, get uh, to watch it. What's that game? The other one. I never. I've always seen it around, but I've never. I don't know. It's just never been very enticing to me. I've never heard anyone say like, "Oh, this is a great sports movie." It's I've never heard anyone say anything about it. But it is. Yeah. Uh, it's not like the most consequential movie in the world. It's comfort food. It's fucking. It's chicken noodle soup. It's. It's. There's enough sports. It's in concert it, yeah. with the NFL, so it's all the real team names, as Dawson you, said. You have to watch it at least three times a year at appropriate times yeah. during the season. You, once when the season starts, once close to the Super Bowl, and then another time when the draft is about to start. Right. Kalen, you would you would enjoy that movie. I, I'm confident in saying. And it's a great cast. Jennifer I Garner. I got the time, yeah. I, I'll check it out, then. Yeah, you, you would like that. What's your other one, Doss? Uh, the other one is a movie called when the game stands tall. And uh, it's about the Dillisau high school football program that lost their winningest streak in the nation. And then how they rebuilt the team and their first real big test after they lost a game was playing fucking long beach Pauly when it was like 108 degrees on the field. And the Dillisau guys are, outnumbered and outsized still a Sal kids play both ways um you play offense and defense and the long beach guys they're switching in offenses and defenses these guys are fucking dying and that's only the beginning of the movie and it's it's really a fucking inspirational sweet sports movie uh jim caviezel plays uh coach bob latticer and uh michael chiklis 
plays my religion teacher and uh, student council advisor, football coach, athletic director, Terry Edson. Now, can anyone tell me, um, Dawson Dawson brought up Long Beach Poly. Can anyone tell me a <coughs> recent movie in the past five years that features a reference, heavy references to Long Beach Poly? Yeah, I saw it just the other day. No, I don't know. You've seen this movie, Kaylin. Sports movie? You're talking about a sports movie? It's not a sports movie. It is a it is a action thriller crime movie, but the bad guys all know each other from playing football together at Long Beach Poly. I'll give you a hint. They're filming a sequel right now. It's not the last Boy Scout, right? It's not. It's Den of Thieves. Okay. I have no, not seen it. You have not seen Den of Thieves? I have not seen it. No. Kalen, sign off right now and go watch Draft Day <laughs> and Den of Thieves. You're yeah. welcome. <laughs> um, all right, here. Let's go back to these In comments. In terms of sports movies, I just got to throw it out there. Even for someone like Matt, who's not into sports, if you want to go with great sports movies that are maybe a little more mainstream i don't i mean i don't know how big that de la salle football movie is but i definitely go with miracle and uh remember the titans those are kind of my two sports movies that nice. those are up there and if you want if you want another one uh i would say mystery alaska is a under underrated movie i will also say for the record the only sports movie that i own friday night lights i heard the tv show is better but i've never seen it that movie pissed me off so much. I got so angry when I watched that movie. Really? I fucking love that movie. Why? Because I of what they're doing? To the... Guess. It was Have a long time ago. I watched it once, and it was like that last scene where they're where they're playing, and the I, the ball like bounces off the ground, right? And the guy catches it, and the refs don't see it, and I think that's how they lose. And I was like, "This is ridiculous. This is so dumb." I didn't understand. <laughs> I should probably rewatch. Yeah, I think it, you deserve that. I, I think you deserve I, a rewatch. Want to rewatch that one. <laughs> yeah. All right, Doss, what do you have? Guess if I have watched Friday Night Lights ever in my life. The There's movie no or the TV that. show? No way. Either. Well, I just gave away the answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <you're> either. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with no. Um, yeah. No right. or no. Exactly. Also, uh, also Moneyball. Don't sleep on that. Oh, one. that's that one's great. But that's like now we're starting to talk about not actually sports movies. Right, I mean, it's about sports, but it's not. They should have called hey, Moneyball. <laughs> it should have been called. It's not like Liar Liar, where there's actually been called an underdog, Moneyball, you know? And then, parenthetically, how one man ruined the Oakland A's. Mm. That's a longer title. I can see why they cut that part. Was, yeah, I can see why they went with it, with that. But it should have been fucking the A's. The A's don't win championships. They barely get to the playoffs ever anymore because they have no fucking franchise players. Oh, yeah, but Dawson, that's... I saw a couple pictures of their recent like attendance at their games, and it is it is sad. Well, actually, recently well, they've been selling out. because because they abandoned everybody. You know, you, you say goodbye. You yeah. yeah. And the attendance sucks because you can't take Bart to the games anymore because Bart is a fucking jungle now. Um, for anyone outside the area, BART is a transit system. It's I can't remember exactly what it's called. It's our subway, for, Bay Area Rapid Transit. Right. So it's that's the way that you would easily get around to something like a stadium, but it's become very dangerous uh, as yeah. as California has unraveled a little bit. But Dawson, to your point... It, it would drop off right at Oakland Coliseum. Which is the best. There, there used to be a train uh, that would drop off at the Charger Stadium, and it was absolutely the yeah. best back down in San Diego yeah. when it was there. And it was the greatest Jack because you would, you would drive... 
me and my dad would drive basically to Old Town San Diego, which is like 15, 20 minutes away from the stadium, park cheaply and easily, and just get on the train and have a beer, and you next thing you know, you're at the stadium, you're in the parking lot. Like right. 15 minutes later, no hassle, no muss, no fuss. It was the best. Um, Dawson, the one thing I will say, though, is that Moneyball certainly seems to portray it, and history would sort of bear out that it wasn't necessarily that guy who ruined the Oakland A's. It was kind of the ownership's reluctance to give the people in charge enough money to do it another way because that guy went on and fucking won with the Boston and broke the the owner is the one man. Right, exactly. And he's certainly, it seems, has been trying to make the team suck so that he can get his new fancy stadium in Vegas. and And shocker here, I've never seen the movie. You'd like it. You'd like it. It's uh, it's Jonah Hill um, in a different state than he is now. I saw a picture of Jonah Hill today. He looks he looks looks like me. Also, don't forget about Philip Seymour Hoffman. He's great in it too, and Chris Pratt before he was uh, mega famous. Nice. Yep. Nice. Good yeah. cast. That's a good movie. Very good cast. Um. All right. Let's see here. A uh, random question: Does anyone else put pepper on their ketchup when eating fries? I've done this since I was a kid. If we were eating at the table with salt and pepper, I don't think I've ever seen anyone do the same. Anyone knows you did not say this commenter's name, and I'm assuming it's to hide their identity because surely they are going to be attacked by everybody who sees this. Well, I, I tell don't you care what, ketchup. So I don't really care. But, I have uh, never thought of doing this. I will tell you what here. I am intrigued. It is Jacob. It is Jacob Morales, who is another top contributor. And I will say here, Matt, I can defend this gentleman. Because while it is not something I do as a rule, there are specific circumstances in which I do something like this. But the one thing that... A1 on the steak? Yeah, we know. Your opinion is uh, (laughs) not valid here. Sorry. Go back to to explaining me how sports movies and comedies are the same thing. They're fucking... Legal dramas and sports movies. (laughs) Oh, don't get me started on legal dramas. I'm deep into the suits right now, whether Kalen shit on it or not. Um, So here's the thing. Well, the thing that that makes this a little bit something I can't relate to is I've never, it has never occurred to me to put the pepper directly on the ketchup. Because the way he phrased this question, it sounds like he's got ketchup on the side of his fries and he's shaking the pepper shaker on top of it. What I will say is that I had a friend when I was young who used to, take his fries and then he would like spread them out and then drizzle ketchup packets all over it so that there was ketchup all over it. And then he would put pepper on that. And then the pepper only sticks to the part where there's ketchup that I, I still will occasionally do to this day. That's it's very weird. I get looks. I don't do it in public. This is something I do at home, but how much plate real estate are we using to line up the fries for this? No, 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 no. Here's what he's doing. Here's what he's doing. He's putting ketchup on his plate or whatever. And then he's just pouring pepper on it. And I agree with you. I'm talking that. about Gary's insane I, I friend, and, and apparently Gary who likes to, right. to line up French fries <laughs> like they're on death row and then blast them all with ketchup and then yeah. s- squirt some uh, pepper on their grave. And I want to know how bad. much of the plate are we using? Are, are you using like your fork to, to move it. courses out of the way to make sure you have Highly a full grid of French fries? <laughs> now, here's the thing. It depends. It depends where we're going. Because if we're going to McDonald's, then I'm sacrificing the bag. I'm ripping the bag open, and I'm spreading them all over the bag. And then yes. And the key here is that when you go to drizzle them from the packets, you almost need to use scissors because you want it to be the smallest possible opening so that the like strong like little stream of the ketchup is coming out so that you can cover as much ground as possible. Otherwise, you're just putting globs of ketchup on there, and that's just not efficient. 
This is I'm making down with Jake, Jacob Morales, especially if this is a home operation and he's got a pepper mill because fresh cracked pepper adds a really good flavor to a lot of sauces. I will say that that, I, that of is course, the I flavor is pepper, but it, it's 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 so much better than just like a pepper shaker. I hope that you listener can do this one day with someone else at your table who has ordered a salad. And then when the waiter comes by and cracks the pepper into the Caesar salad and walks away, you go, no, 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 sir, please, before you leave, pepper my like ketchup. And then that will probably be the greatest moment of your life. Um, <laughs> pepper my ketchup should be the name of a book. Could be the name of this episode. We're talking about mixing ketchup too. Don't sleep on, especially at breakfast, a little Tabasco into the ketchup. Mix that around. Ooh, or, or sriracha. I'll do that every now and then. Sriracha's in uh, short supply these days, I think. I don't no, think a lot not. of places are keeping sriracha handy. I mean, I, I know that it supposedly is, but I just, it's, it's not my experience. Everyone, it seems like everyone I, I knew bought sriracha when the story started coming out about them being in short supply. So now I got a grip of it. I don't see a lot of sriracha just at the table. Along with you no, know, you usually got to usually got to ask for it. That's a specialty specialty item. What's what is if you guys are out for breakfast and you want hot sauce? What are what is like the 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 hope? Like what is the gold standard that you're hoping for? Because like let's be honest, I don't think any of us, as much as we might like it, are expecting the local diner to come back with some Gringo Bandito. But do you you know Tapatio, Jalua. Yeah. Yeah, I think I but give Cholula a those. slight edge. <clears throat> I'm happier but, if they got homemade salsa. Yeah. That's that's the ideal. But if it's coming in a jar, Tapatio or Cholula, I'm fine. See, I would if I'm, if I'm getting breakfast, then I'm most definitely getting hash browns, which I'm put hitting with the ketchup, and then yeah, that's when I go Tabasco, mix it in with the ketchup, and then hit the hash browns with it. So either Tabasco or Tapatio, I I'm happy with. Shake some pepper into that though. I will now. I am going to try this. Mm. I'm intrigued. Get a, get a pepper mill, dude. Crack the pepper. <laughs> Just bring it with me to the diner. Crack the pepper. Pocket, get a pepper pocket mill, yeah. pepper mill. Yeah. Dude, if you're going out, if you're going out with the girl, just put some in a plastic bag and ask her to hold it in her purse. Do they make a, a pepper mill that would fit on your keychain? A travel pepper mill. Yeah, like yeah it's got like four pepper peppercorns in it. That's all you need for emergency. It's just on your keychain and yeah. boom, you got pepper. Exactly. That's a brilliant <laughs> subset of a culinary niche that I think could be filled and we could make a lot of money on. Matt. All right, let's go. Let's get that shit. Is gotta, pepper mill. That shit has got to be on Amazon. Let's be let's be real. I'm looking it up right now. If it's not, I if would you're be listening surprised. to this. You I, have to be, I would be surprised. Code of silence, Gary. Because I, I, I come up with some good ideas. Matt, you come up with some good ideas, but you oh, find out. You. But when you have a good idea, somebody already thought of it. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's, it's very on Amazon. It's very difficult mm-hmm. to uh, yeah. to come up with something that's wholly original. Yeah, I'm definitely seeing on Etsy here. Oh, but that might be an actual pepper grinder. But then, what's the point? <clears throat> you know, we might be onto yeah, something no, it's here. It's got to be an operational pepper mill. I'm seeing pepper mill keychains, but they're more like it just looks like a pepper mill, which is kind of stupid. Yeah. It doesn't have the practicality. Handheld travel pepper grinder. Let's move on. Keychain grinder. Oh, that's for marijuana. It's totally different. Kind no. of grinder. Let's <laughs> well, move on. Shall pepper we? in there. Maybe it'll. Maybe. Yeah. It'll, yeah. All right. Yeah. Chad Kaufman is up next. You guys are gonna have to help me uh, 
dissect this a little bit. It says Loxamana's walk-up song is Carmina Barana. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, the song, or you don't know what he's referring to? I know what a walk-up song is. I know we've discussed that, but I don't know what that song is. Do you? It was when Chris was talking about playing um, like slow-pitch softball, and he was like, he was saying that he walked up to two different songs. Oh, that was the name, because we didn't know the name of it. Chris yeah. just did it with his uh, mouth. Okay. Right. There you go. See, that's why it's good that there's at least four of us, because someone <laughs> tends to remember. But Yeah, dude, I didn't I get wasn't it. even there for I, that I, I, didn't, I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is that song, dude? I never heard that. I thought he was offering another walk-up song. All right. The next so, one you. The next one is from Tony Magbanua, and it is a meme, but it says, when you go to a fancy restaurant and still end up ordering the chicky tendies, and then it is a picture of Macaulay Culkin in character as Richie Rich. So... While this is a funny meme, I think that this just provides us an opportunity to talk about the movie Richie Rich, which I'm assuming Kalen has not seen because he's probably not the right age. I'm assuming Dawson has not as well, but I know Dawson Matt has, has not to. seen it. Richie Rich was a staple of my childhood. Oh, good. That makes me so happy. Just that I would put on constantly growing up. The man had a Mickey D's in his house and a fucking Mount Rushmore in his backyard. He was living the life. I love Richie Rich. It's, it's I, that been so long since I've seen it. I, I'd be <laughs> honest. I definitely used to watch it, but <laughs> and there was like a cartoon series too, right? I think it was all based originally on a old newspaper comic strip or something. Yeah, I think and it was I a comic. Like they, I think it was a comic book at one point too. Yeah, but yeah, they made like an animated series or something at some point, and then I mean, just like like you got to do, you got to get Macaulay Culkin in it and make a movie. Yeah. It's a it's a great movie that you would not like, Dawson. So definitely don't don't throw that on. If I didn't. You see it. I, I didn't. I haven't seen it. I won't. Yeah. No. It's uh, it's certainly a little dated now, but um, it's uh, it's funny to go back and revisit those portions of your childhood. I I remember the cartoon. I think when I was a kid. Yeah, that would make sense. I think so. Uh, there is another Macaulay Culkin movie that I used to watch, maybe even more than Richie Rich. And I forget the name of it, but I look it up every once in a while. Home Alone. No, no. It's like him and he's in like... Good Son. I have to... No, but I have seen that one too. That one's good. He's in like a library and he gets like sucked into the books. Page Master. It's called The Page Master. Also features the uh, vocal talent of uh, Christopher Lloyd. I thought you were talking about the never ending story. I'm like, that's not Macaulay. Similar idea. That is a traumatic movie. Yeah. Betray you. Uh, let's see here. Sorry, I was trying to figure out what uh, what movies we're talking about, and I closed the Facebook thing. So let's get back there. All right. So we got Seggies, right? Where are we at here? Yeah, show? we do. Let's see. Been going? Let's see if there's one more here before we go. And uh, let's see. Oh, Charlie Groth uh, has posted a picture of his new puppy and said, "Latest Army recruit." So very happy. And I guess we'll end on this one. Uh, Eric Lepore, who's another top commenter and uh, grill master, hot dog aficionado, has said, if Back to the Future was made today, Marty would travel back to 1993. How do you guys feel about that? Kalen, would you be alive? Old. I would be one years old. Wow. (laughs) Wow, dude. You were born when I graduated from high school. Um, I, I have seen, uh, like a meme version of this before of this question. And, uh, so I've thought about this before and actually my wife and I have talked about it because in the original back to the future, he goes back and plays Johnny be good, which he says to the audience, like, you know, your kids are going to love it. I can't remember what the exact line is. So we were trying to think of what would the 2023 
you know, Marty McFly play in 1993. And NWA. Thought, <laughs> that's pretty fucking, <laughs> fucking good. <clears throat> we were going to say something like Daft Punk or some kind of like electronica dance kind of rave music. No, it'll be the chronic, bro. Has Daft Punk it'll been be around the since the early chronic. 90s? No, that's the whole idea, though. Is they're playing oh, something oh, that's, oh. you know, ahead of their time or whatever. But they're but their kids are going to love it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. No, he would play Pearl Jam's Alive or something, or Jeremy at a at a, he play. uh, he played Jeremy the at a big irony yeah, as he plays yeah. Jeremy at a high school prom. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? You see, he could foil a school shooting and then play Jeremy, ironically. Mm. And the movie could be called Back to the Future, Jeremy. I also saw on a, a similar note that uh just when he arrives in 1950s they play Mr. Sandman and if he was coming into the 90s they could play Enter Sandman absolutely dude there you go in all in, after thinking about this now seriously for all of 3 minutes i think that the song that would say back in time to 1993 although i think it was released in 91 or 92 um is uh uh nirvana teen spirit no but to matt's point didn't that's the song he would play but to matt's point wouldn't we be wouldn't we be looking for a song from like 2010 oh you're right dude i'm oh man you're totally right that's all good i was i I screwed it up i screwed it up myself at first don't worry about it um it's confusing man yeah it is dude it really is today's song so correct it's it's wop Oh boy. <laughs> all right, those are our claw mats. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. Respect all women. Uh, all right, what seggy do we want to do next? Somebody raise their hand. I'll do mine. Oh, no. What type of how raising hands today? What might be the price? <laughs> what might be the venue? So let's find out. It's time for Gary to say, hey, Matt. What's on the menu? All right, I want to tell you guys the first of a two part Chez Fondelay. Oh, yeah. We had a night out, baby, and uh, first stop was a new bar that's just recently opened. It opened in March of this year. It's called the Equipment Room, and uh, that's not a bar, a- Matt. <laughs> that's that's a club. And I, <laughs> well, it the it used to, in fact, be the Equipment Room of this hotel, and it's down underground, like basically in the basement of the hotel. But here is the bar concept. It is modeled after this Japanese bar tradition called a jazz kisa or a jazz kissa. I don't know exactly how to pronounce it, but it started in the late 1920s in Japan, and they would basically have uh, jazz bars where people would come to get a drink, have some snacks, and listen to jazz music on vinyl records. And this is a tradition that I guess continues on to this day. And so... You're walking around South Congress area of Austin. You go downstairs and all of a sudden you feel like you're in fucking Don Draper's apartment. It's this really cool vintage just library of vinyl records. And they have uh, like a DJ who's playing like vinyl music. And in the tradition of these bars, if you're like really into the music, they have like private headphones set up so you can like really get the full audio experience so it's a bar that they say is like made for audiophiles and the cocktails are 
as always, these places that we like to go to just completely off the map and crazy and interesting. And they basically had A sides and B sides. And the A sides were the classic cocktails. Yeah, yeah. Or they had like, you know, like a Manhattan or, right. you know, a cosmopolitan or an espresso martini. And then you go to the B sides and then they have like their super unique takes on all those classic cocktails. Hey, Kalen, what do you think Matt leaned more on, A-side or B-side? <laughs> I think one, at least one of each. I think he started with the A-side, and then he went, all right, now it's time to hit the B-side. I think that only I think that depends, because the A-side, in order for the A-side to get any play with Matt, they're going to have to call them something. It can't just be like a Manhattan. It's going to have to be like the, the, the Manhattan spins all night long, just like the records do, or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, and there has to be a I dash want to go to a bar. I want Gary to make a cocktail menu for me. All the different <laughs> yeah. names of cocktails. Oh, Matt, I, uh, every time I go to a bar that has like fancy cocktails on it, I look at the menu and decide which one you are most likely to get. It's just a little game I play with myself, <laughs> and then I smile and think about my friend and go back to my go back to my martini. Yep. Well, uh, to to answer your guys' questions, I I didn't go near the A sides because yeah. you guys are right. Hold what it. do I need a fucking Manhattan for? I can make a Manhattan at home, but. We did two rounds. I'm not going to go into all the drinks. I'll just say from the first round, what I had and what Julie had, these two drinks were incredible. They were definitely the highlights. So I had a drink that did have a unique name. It was called the Arsonist's Lullaby. And it's essentially this was their fancy take on the espresso martini. And we've talked about the espresso martini. It's usually like vodka, Kahlua, simple syrup, some actual espresso, and that's pretty much all you need to make it. This one had rum, scotch, coffee liqueur, this uh, bitter aperitif that's made from artichokes called Sinar. It also had, uh, this one's going to be real tough to say, Lapsang Sushong which I later learned is like a Chinese black tea. So it was an espresso martini, but it had this very like bitter, earthy espresso, you know, notes underneath it. It was absolutely incredible. Um, And then my wife had uh, something called the wildflower perfume, which had a couple different kinds of rum, uh, this aloe liqueur, uh, Asian pear, plum wine, bitters, egg whites. So, smooth it was just like it was like drinking a marshmallow would be the best way to describe it um anyway a lot of great cocktails there (laughs) i will say matt you were correct in um how you described how a a standard espresso martini is made but i recently went to a bar and ordered one and the bartender was chatting with us a little bit and he revealed that at that bar they don't like anything in the cocktails that is not alcoholic so they use a espresso liqueur so it's vodka, espresso liqueur, and Bailey's. So it's all just supercharged. And boy, I had two of them and fell asleep in the movie I went to see. <laughs> what movie was that? I can't remember, but I did fall asleep during. Wow. What I fell asleep <laughs> during strong. something this weekend. What? Uh, what did he want to see? Oh, Elemental. Pass. That <laughs> picks really? up. Oh, I thought that looked. No. Fun. No. Pixar has fallen the fuck off. Elemental is the poor man's fucking feelings or whatever the hell that movie's called you know what i'm talking about inside out inside out thank you um, oh that <laughs> elemental was elemental was not good it's like it's all about i don't like, know what's worse that gary's seen it and didn't know the name of it or that matt 
Definitely Matt, knowing based on me just <laughs> picking the word. Immediately. How many times have you seen it, Matt? Woo! Inside Out? Yeah. Oh, probably twice. But I've been wanting, I've been telling Julie we got to watch it again because. Uh, That's a good movie. That's legitimately yeah, fucking solid. Very dude. good solid. movie. That is legitimately a well, good movie. I'll tell you okay. what else was solid. Have I seen it? Uh, but no. No. It's a Pixar How many movie. Pixar movie. Kalen, have I seen it? Dawson has seen. Kalen, have I seen Inside Out? Well, given the fact I'll that he's. I have to go no, but the fact that you're so adamant about it makes me actually want to say yes. Yeah, you should have just said yes. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. It was a good movie. I enjoyed <laughs> there you it. Go. Well, I enjoyed my experience at the equipment room. And I'll tell you guys, part two is coming next. We went to an incredible dinner that followed up that incredible bar experience. But until then, that's what's on the menu. I enjoyed my experience in the equipment room. <laughs> just, just doesn't sound right, Matt. It just doesn't. That is a horrible name for a bar. Well, it was in the equipment room. What do you want? All right, the Kate. music live? No, it was, it on, was vinyl. on vinyl. But they had like a live DJ that was like okay. playing the vinyl, like going through, like literally looking on the walls, deciding what they wanted to play next, and then they would put the record on and then actually display the front of the record so that you can kind of see what they were playing at the moment. It was that awesome. Is, that's pretty fucking sweet. And you dude. could really like hear the, that, you know, people talk about like the warm vinyl sound that you can't really get from a CD or from a digital file. Yeah. And that is legit, especially like the way they yeah. balance all the sound in that room. It was, it's awesome. Yeah. Nice. Kalen's not getting my nonverbal. Out, Matt, when I come down there. Kalen's not yeah, getting dude. my nonverbal questions. Are you flicking it or kicking it? Uh, I have a flicking, but I think I'm going to table it for tomorrow because I think Chris may have possibly seen the movie. I'll even tease it. It's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. So today I'll just give you a quick quarter update. How about that? Chris has definitely yeah. seen that. So good to wait. Let's I, I'm currently quarters. partway through it, so I got to finish it tonight. Now that's what. Let's play quarters. Kalen is tr- attempting yeah, wow. to modify his computer nothing? or something. What the hell is that? I had to pull up my notes. <laughs> I have, I have no, I don't have notes for just water uh, for uh, movie reviews. Now I have notes for quarters that I collect as well. Uh, I have actually, unfortunately, only received one quarter, one state quarter in the last week. He has notes, so that is a pretty dead giveaway that it's one that he already has. Pretty dead giveaway that it is. It's been a while. I actually had to go back and check my Excel sheet because I it was actually kind of disappointed. I thought I got a new one, and then I went back to check my Excel sheet. I went, oh, no, I, I actually already have this one. Um, so I will say that uh, the creator of the Heimlich Maneuver was born in this state. Oh. The state flower is a peach blossom. And Georgia. And it has over 200 times more chickens than people. Mm. Georgia. Still Georgia. Georgia. Not Georgia. If I know my Heimlich history, uh, I'm going to have to say uh, Utah. Not Utah. New, it Hampshire. Is actually, New Hampshire. It is not New Hampshire. No. And on the. Um, yeah. On what's the, horse, the image? It's just a guy riding a horse. Montana. No. With a chicken. Not even a chicken. Just a guy <laughs> riding it? a horse. That's what all. What is it? It is the state of Delaware. Oh. Delaware. Delaware. See, I was close with the with uh, New Hampshire. I knew it was somewhere up there where there, no one lives. That's the only way the chicken thing works. 
There you go. There's some fun facts about Delaware. There you go. Well, that was fun. <laughs> well, thank you, Kalen. And uh, <laughs> thank you to you guys. I think yeah. on that rousing note, we should uh, go around and get some plugs yeah. in and GTFO. <laughs> Chris, uh, Chris, I remember the Delaware party when you got your when you first got that quarter. It oh, kind of flamed out real yeah. quick, dude. They, <laughs> well, I mean, like, the problem yeah, whatever, was no dude. one could find it. Everyone just kept going. It's Delaware. Sorry, yeah. ah. sorry. You know, they're not they're not all going to be singles. Sometimes you're going to foul the ball off into the refs nuts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's go around and get some plugs in. I will start in Texas with Matt Fondelier. Well, check out our Patreon if you haven't already. Patreon.com slash watercooler. Especially if you've been listening to the show for, I don't know, six months, longer than that. You're only getting half the show, baby. We got a lot of great stuff coming up for you guys in the coming months. So now is a great time to sign up. Patreon.com slash watercooler. All right, Kalen, how about you? There you go. There you go. Yeah, definitely go join our Facebook group because it is the best place on the Internet. Um, also check out Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I'll be doing my review on it tomorrow. It's on Disney Plus. And finally, um And that review is on Patreon, right? On our Patreon episode? It will be on our Patreon episode. Okay. And uh lastly, uh Bad TV slash another below deck podcast. We just had cheap put a dot com in there. What's that? Badtv.com slash Bad TV. No, just bad TV. That's the podcast. Bad TV. Or another Below Deck podcast. It sounded like you were doing a web address. Sorry, you confused us. Oh, no, no. Another Below Deck podcast or Bad TV. It's a podcast that I produce now. And if you like Below Deck, we interviewed Fraser, who is a chief stew on Below Deck. And uh, it was amazing. It was great. We had him in studio and uh, he spilled quite a bit of tea. That's the the British gentleman, right? From the past couple seasons. That's right. Yeah, he was fantastic. I'm sure he was. He's a very interesting guy to watch. Awesome. All right. Well, everyone go support Kalen and check that out. The man's slaving away in ponds, but we got to listen to his podcast too. We got to, we got to keep it going. Uh, Dawson, how about you? Uh, August. Let's see. Fuck dude. I got a lot of shit coming up. Um, Vegas, come to Vegas. I'm doing two shows with Adam on Thursday at Kimmel's comedy club. Um, and then Sunday night, I'm at the Comedy Chateau. The free ticket code will either be Dawson or Mike D. Um, next Friday night, I'm at the Comedy Chateau. And then next Saturday night, August 19th, uh, the band, uh, we're playing the Roxy with uh, Dada and the Smoky Kills uh, and Seven Horse. Um, that's going to be fucking fun. And I know a lot of you guys are already coming. We're going to have a good time. Great. And that's, that's uh, yeah, a week from Saturday. All right. And then for me, I will just uh, echo what's already been said a few times, which is check out our Patreon. Um, we have a lot of fun stuff coming up there. We have some uh, we have some changes in the in the works that I think everyone will be really excited about. So uh, stay tuned for that. Patreon.com slash watercooler. It is the only way to support this show at the moment, and we greatly appreciate that you guys go over there and help us out, and uh, we have a good time. We take that very seriously. So uh, check that out for sure, and uh, stay tuned for more to come. Guys, thank you so much for your time tonight. It was fun hanging with you, and we'll see you all next time. Hey. <laughs>